0: Melbourne, your City of Melbourne magazine, April to May 2018. This audio magazine has been recorded by Vision Australia on behalf of the City of Melbourne in the interests of information accessibility. Your narrator is David Trudinik. The recording lasts for approximately one hour and 15 minutes overall. Here's what's inside. CEO's message. Smart Park takes shape. Bright ideas for accessibility. Your Say, Green Star Gong for Market, Good Design in Focus, Next Wave at Arts House, Urban Forest with a Twist, Street Game Developer Wins Knowledge Fellowship, A Feast of Knowledge, Events Calendar, Words for the Wise, Top Spots to Study, Worms Unite Award Winners, No Strings Attached, The Art of Coding, New Home for Blind Sports, Plant Pilot Blooms, Bright Futures for Kids in Carlton, Between the Street and the Sky, In Brief, Your Council, Council Meetings, Lord Mayor's Commendations, Contact, Closing Announcement. On the cover, Ben McMenamin, Food Curator for
1: Melbourne Knowledge Week's pop-up restaurant at Meat Market.
0: CEO's message from Ben Rimmer Melbourne is Australia's fastest growing city, driving the nation's economy by contributing almost a third to all growth in gross domestic product. Our talent pool also runs deep. The city of Melbourne is home to 227,000 students, nearly 40,000 of whom are international students, demonstrating our city's global popularity. In fact, Our data tells us that one million people enter the central city on a busy day now. That will be the norm by 2030. But while there is physical transformation in how our city looks and moves, we are also transitioning into a knowledge economy in which Melbourne must compete globally as a city of progress. The City of Melbourne and our municipality's acclaimed universities run numerous projects that exemplify innovation. Strengthening the existing and emerging innovation districts in our city will be the key to creating jobs of the future. Last year, we launched a major collaboration in the north of the city, together with the University of Melbourne and RMIT, Melbourne Innovation Districts. The project will focus initially on the City North Innovation District, an area already rich with students, startups, research and a distinct urban heritage. Our aim is to make this part of Melbourne, Australia's most attractive destination for the knowledge sector. Livability is one of the key reasons why Melbourne has a great culture of homegrown grown start-ups. We can't be complacent about continuing to protect and invest in Melbourne as a place for people. It is our responsibility as a council to nurture and grow our knowledge precincts and to continue to enhance the quality of our public realm. We know that a nimble approach – trialling ideas, piloting projects and collaborating with others – will position our city for growth, so this is the approach we will take. I am excited to see our city of progress continue to evolve, building on its vibrant existing character towards a prosperous and creative future. Read on to discover highlights of Melbourne Knowledge Week, and many more projects that are shaping the way we will live our lives in future Melbourne. Signed, Ben Rimmer, Chief Executive Officer. An accompanying photograph shows CEO Ben Rimmer trying his hand at selling the big issue with vendor Tukuf. Smart Park takes shape. See a living laboratory come to life in Carlton when we begin to implement the University Square Master Plan this winter. The works will not only create a bigger park in the heart of the Melbourne Innovation District, but also respond to our changing climate and create a sustainable urban oasis. The redeveloped park will prototype custom-made outdoor furniture, including picnic tables made from recycled plastic, complete with USB charging points and permeable pavements for improved water management. Special seating will be crafted from recycled timber sourced from University Square's ageing elms, which were at the end of their useful life expectancy, and other trees removed during metro tunnel works. German landscape architect Till Rewalt's acclaimed Windenworm project provided inspiration for the seating design. The name Windenworm means the movement of a big, strange animal through urban nature, Till said. Our multifunctional design allows the structure to be used as a bench, table and barrier, and, with its robust construction, the elements should survive for a long time in a very active area. The seating at University Square will incorporate messages sent from the public through our Email a Tree project to celebrate the trees that graced the square for 150 years. Meanwhile, a new generation of climate-appropriate deciduous and evergreen trees will be planted to create a new urban forest and help cool the city. I like the idea the City of Melbourne team had to see this project not only as furniture but also as a way to send a message to the public," Till said. Working with very local, sustainable materials will give the Square a unique identity, and I hope that there will be a lot of community activities at the new Square. As work progresses at University Square, we will work closely with University of Melbourne researchers to study local air quality, heat and biodiversity. The University Square Master Plan will be delivered in stages, while Metro Tunnel Works on the new Parkville Station take place nearby. The station will be used by nearly 60,000 passengers a day by 2031. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward University Square. Bright Ideas for Accessibility Melbourne's best and brightest have submitted ideas to help make our city more accessible through our Open Innovation Competition. Almost one in five people experience some form of disability, so many members of our community face challenges as they move through Melbourne. These include wayfinding, locating accessible parking, navigating footpaths, and the ability to be flexible and spontaneous in their experiences. Powered by our Open Data Platform, the Open Innovation Competition sought data-driven, tech-savvy and scalable ideas that will help people with disability participate in all aspects of city life. Winners will receive a cash prize and support to bring their idea to life. This will include mentoring and resources from the City of Melbourne, its Disability Advisory Committee, and expert partner organisations in the disability, innovation and technology sectors. See the top five shortlisted ideas pitched at Melbourne Knowledge Week. For more information, visit mkw.melbourne.vic.gov.au. Your Say Letter of the Month Today, my husband and I decided to have a day out in the city, something we haven't done for a long time. I just want to commend the council for all the thought that has been put in to make the central city such an inviting place to visit. The city seemed alive with people, the little nooks with eateries, the delightful vegetable garden boxes on Swanston Street, the fascinating viewing area where the rail work has begun for the new lines and stations, Federation Square, the river area and so on. We had a wonderful day out and look forward to doing it again soon. There's so much more we want to explore. Dawn. Share your thoughts with us at, MelbourneMag at
1: Melbourne.vic.gov.au. What's that
0: dog doing outside Melbourne Town Hall? Larry Latrobe is a cast bronze artwork by Pamela Irving that evokes Australian larrikinism. On holiday from City Square due to Metro Tunnel Works, Larry can now be found asking for pats outside Town Hall. This is the second statue of the cheeky canine, recast shortly after the original Larry was stolen in 1995. Tweets at City of Melbourne. From Open House Melb. Enter City of Melbourne's Open Innovation Competition on Accessibility and contribute to designing a more inclusive, vibrant city for all. Entries close April. Hashtag competition. From Kate L. Bartlett Congratulations to City of Melbourne for winning the LG Pro Vic Community Partnership Initiative Award for Connect Respect Initiative, helping businesses connect with people experiencing homelessness. From Citywide Oz Proud to be a foundation partner in MREP with City of Melbourne, City of Yarra, City of Port Phillip, Moreland Council, Zoos Victoria. Fed Square, UniMelb, Bank Australia, and other leading organisations. Hashtag MREP. From Vanessa Lucy, we had an amazing day yesterday running urban forest and ecology walk and talks in the city. Hashtags Ecology, The New Cool.
1: At Eco City Forum and City of Melbourne.
0: Instagram. The print edition of Melbourne magazine shows a selection of recent images. From Benjamin Erickson dot photography, a nighttime long exposure of cars travelling along a multi-lane road. The only part of the cars visible are the head and tail lights stretched across the length of the road. From Miss Joanna Tan, hot air balloons floating over the Yarra River and City Skyline at dawn. From Fianola underscore OK, Two pieces of street art in the background Adnate's twenty three meter high hosier lane portrait of an aboriginal child, and in the foreground a blue and yellow abstract piece covering the exterior wall of a cafe. From Anne Pacific, Melbourne, an aerial night shot of the river and surrounding buildings. From McKay Street art featuring a fluorescently coloured pug dog. From Kenneth Captures, an interior shot down the aisle of St Paul's Cathedral. From Photo underscore shots underscore scapes, shot taken from inside the Shrine of Remembrance, looking over Ceremonial Avenue towards the city. From Ando 14, the city skyline under a sunset sky, a large pink and grey cloud mass at the top of the frame. Share your Melbourne moments on Instagram with the hashtag melb moment. Connect with us Facebook.com forward slash City of Melbourne, Twitter.com forward slash City of Melbourne, Instagram.com forward slash City of Melbourne. Discover the Wurundjeri seasons. Did you know that the Wurundjeri Seven Seasons calendar includes Warring or Wombat Season, Hornet or Tadpole Season, and Bitterup or Dry Season? An Aboriginal elder shares this knowledge with young Melburnians through our Junior Rangers program. The calendar also inspired the design of Royal Park's nature play landscape. Research into the seasons continues. Visit Melbourne Magazine online to learn more. magazine.melbourne.vic.gov.au Green Star Gong for Market In an Australian first for local government, the City of Melbourne has been awarded the Green Building Council of Australia's highest accolade for the Queen Victoria Market Renewal Programme. The Six Star Green Star Communities rating was awarded due to the Master Plan's focus on liveability, environmental sustainability, design excellence, prosperity, governance and innovation. Romilly Maju. Chief Executive Officer of the Green Building Council of Australia, spoke highly of the iconic market precinct. Queen Victoria Market is one of Melbourne's most loved landmarks, Romilly said. The City of Melbourne's approach strikes the right balance between preserving a heritage icon and rejuvenating an important centre of trade so that it is economically and environmentally sustainable for decades to come. Last year, an independent business case revealed the Queen Victoria market could not survive without significant investment. The $250 million renewal program will deliver critical upgrades over the next five years, including new amenities for traders and improved waste management. The current car park will also be transformed into a large public open space, providing a new backyard for the growing residential population north of the central city. Sustainable actions at a glance. Large-scale waste and organic recycling facilities on site to deal with 6,000 tonnes of solid waste and 60 tonnes of organic waste each year. Solar power and battery storage to generate renewable energy on site. Rainwater collection, stormwater harvesting and water recycling. More public open space with planting, trees and water-sensitive landscaping. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash Queen Victoria Market. Good design in focus. New developments in our central city will be more lively and inviting at eye level and contribute to higher quality streetscapes, thanks to a proposed planning scheme amendment. The proposal is the first comprehensive review of urban design policies since the 1990s and seeks to ensure that every development makes a positive contribution to our city. Over the past two decades, the City of Melbourne has made significant investments to create many world-class streets and public spaces. However, research has shown that they are sometimes compromised by poorly designed private developments that result in lifeless, or even unsafe, street frontages. The proposed changes encourage developers to focus on how design impacts people's experience of the city, and to use the ingredients of our best precincts – such as pleasant walking environments, active frontages and good design – in all new developments. These qualities are key to the value and attractiveness of Melbourne. The proposed planning scheme amendment is accompanied by comprehensive design guidelines. These visually articulate the intent of the new controls and offer greater clarity for architects, urban designers, and developers. The proposal has been developed in consultation with the industry and will be formally exhibited in the coming months. During the exhibition, we will welcome your submissions on the proposed changes to help ensure the quality of our future public realm. For more information, visit participate.melbourne.vic.gov.au. Next Wave at Arts House Immerse yourself in evocative performances at Arts House and beyond when a new generation of Australian artists take to the stage during Next Wave Festival in May. Georgie Ma, the festival's program director and CEO, said the program features thirty one world premiere productions across multiple venues. At a moment that feels more divided than ever, this festival captures the unsettled mood of our times. Georgie said. It is full of energetic conversations and interrogations that play out in both earnest and light-hearted ways, with important moments of release from that intensity, with our keynote project Ritual and a lot of parties. Through free events in different locations each day, Ritual will pay respect to country and elders, encouraging audiences to pause, connect and reflect. Feminine futures will be in the spotlight at Arts House through Sankofa, The Love Vibration, a feast of music and poetry performed by DJ sister Zai Zander and friends, and Roberta Rich's video installation Motherland, that's mother spelt M slash other, which will examine cultural identity in the African diaspora. Performances at Meat Market will include Lifestyle of the Richard and Family, by Harriet Gillies, described as a domestic dinner drama turns tech-rave apocalypse. Now in its 34th year, Next Wave Festival will run from the 3rd to the 20th of May. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au artshouse. An accompanying photo shows Roberta Rich, who explores cultural identity in Motherland at Arts House. urban forest with a twist. Power up your phone and ponder how clean energy can transform future Melbourne under our new solar tree. Designed in response to a challenge from the Sustainable Living Festival, the tree collects solar energy in its branches and funnels it down a central tree trunk-like pillar. Phone charging sockets, LED lighting and a circular seat panelled with wood reclaimed from our ageing trees complete the unique design which represents how we can harness the Earth's natural energy. Walter Torella from Leedsun, which provided the solar technology, said he sees solar energy becoming a main source of power for our future communities. I've seen solar energy technologies advance over many years, especially in our field where solar panels now collect more sun rays and batteries store more energy and provide more luminous output with less power, Walter said. We are continuously researching and developing products that can be powered by solar, and introducing them to councils such as City of Melbourne, who are always open to environmentally friendly products that service the community. While solar energy is not fully practical in all areas or applications, Our great land has the space to harness the sun's rays, and it's a positive step forward to leave a future for our children. Keep an eye out for the portable solar tree around the municipality during Melbourne Knowledge Week and beyond. For more information, visit mkw.melbourne.vic.gov.au Street Game Developer Wins Knowledge Fellowship See streets and laneways transform into a digital wonderland through your smartphone, thanks to Melbourne Knowledge Fellow, Dr Troy Innocent. An artist, game designer and senior lecturer at Swinburne University, Troy uses gameplay and new technologies to activate city spaces. His latest work, Wayfinder Live!, invites players to scan codes hidden in Melbourne laneways to unlock the story of the fictitious micro-nation of Ludea in augmented reality. Every city has the potential to be a playable city, and street games are as old as cities themselves, Troy said. As digital technologies have changed the shape and behaviour of our cities, new spaces for play have emerged. This fellowship is like being given the keys to the city, to open it up and start exploring and unlocking all the layers from the inside out. For Troy, inviting people to play in urban environments is invaluable to the evolution and well-being of our cities. The idea of play as pointless fun is challenged by the designers of serious games who remind us that it is fundamental to learning, Troy said. Play also creates social bonds, connection and community through these shared experiences, and it is critical for the social and public health of cities, providing balance to the efficiency-driven agendas of smart cities. Through his fellowship, Troy will travel to Amsterdam, Barcelona, Bristol, Copenhagen and beyond to explore the world's most progressive, playable cities. He will also be in residence at Library at the Dock, offering activities for industry and community groups, and implementing a version of Wayfinder Live in Docklands. The interdisciplinary nature of the fellowship suits my background as an artist, academic and educator, allowing me to shift the focus of my research across different modes. Making, playing, writing, designing, coding, Troy said. We have several workshops coming up in April and May, and I'd love to talk and meet with people interested who want to play with the City of Melbourne to see what we can come up with. Find out more about Troy's upcoming events on the Melbourne Knowledge Week website. The Melbourne Knowledge Fellowship aims to enhance local knowledge and skills in the use of creative and innovative technologies by applying learning and best practice from overseas. The fellowship includes a learning phase, during which the chosen individual travels overseas, and a six-month residency at Library at the Dock. For more information, visit mkw.melbourne.vic.gov.au
1: A Feast of
0: Knowledge 7th to the 13th of May, Melbourne Knowledge Week Reimagine the future of food in our city when an innovative cafe and restaurant pops up at Meat Market this Melbourne Knowledge Week. The North Melbourne venue will offer unique lunches and workshops by day and futuristic dinner parties of three to seven courses by night, designed to inspire the senses and the mind. Ben McMenamin, food curator for the events, said the restaurant will use the dining model to share knowledge and spark conversations around some of society's biggest challenges. Each of the events will tell a different story about knowledge and sustainability, Ben said. The first dinner of the festival will take diners on an interactive historical adventure through food technology, from pre-fire starters to high-tech desserts. Another event will highlight some cutting-edge chefs exploring underutilised ingredients and highlighting issues in the food industry around health and wellbeing. There will also be a zero-waste dinner where the food served has been diverted from landfill. Like all Melbourne Knowledge Week events, a key aim of the pop-up venue is to engage the local community, inviting diverse people to get hands-on, share ideas, and help co-create our future city. One of the events at the restaurant will be a recipe club for local residents, presented in the style of a potluck communal dinner. Everyone will bring a plate of food that means something to them and its recipe. During the dinner, people will have the chance to share with the group why the dish is important to them, Ben said. We'll also set up a photo booth so all the food can be photographed and compiled into a recipe book. It's all about storytelling and sharing knowledge through food and food culture. In addition to being a top chef, Ben has a degree in environmental science and has spent recent years finding ways to combine his skills to create positive change. He is now the founder of the Social Food Project, which aims to create a more connected food system through interactive events, and the head chef at Grub Food Van in Fitzroy. Recently, he also released a free app called We Eat Local, which rewards people for going to restaurants and cafes that serve local food. Some of my fondest memories are going down into the garden with my dad as a kid and pulling out vegetables or feeding the chooks, so I've always been passionate about food and the environment, Ben said. My hope for the future is that we have greater transparency and democracy in the food system, meaning more small-scale producers feeding their communities, and a more complex and resilient web of production, distribution and consumption. I would also like to see people engaging with more indigenous food, not just because it is super nutritious and delicious, but also because it connects us to our history and cultural identities. Ben encouraged all Melbournians to get involved in the events and activities on offer during Melbourne Knowledge Week. People don't make decisions purely based on facts. They make them based on emotions, memories and experiences, Ben said. So we're creating experiences where people can have those lightbulb moments. That is a powerful way to create change. Last year... Melbourne Knowledge Week presented 90 events and attracted an audience of more than 13,000 people. This year, the festival will again celebrate our brightest minds and biggest dreams through a vibrant programme of lectures, games, maker spaces, parties, and much more. View the full programme online. For more information, visit mkw.melbourne.vic.gov.au Festival Highlights Language Futures Here American linguist Dr Laura Welch's take on endangered languages and computer-assisted linguistics. Melbourne City DNA Explore Melbourne's past, present and possible futures through virtual and augmented reality that brings to life the City of Melbourne's many live data sets. hack. Take part in a hack at Melbourne Zoo to help design a new research and visitor centre dedicated to threatened frog species. Data Scrape. Snoop on a celebrity when they reveal what they do in a day, based on data from their mobile phone, where they tap their Mikey and more. Future Hospital. Tour a hospital of the future to find out what healthcare could look like in a world of virtual reality. 3D printing, remote care, and robotics. Startup Breakfasts. Mingle with fellow knowledge seekers at this series of events designed to connect innovators across the startup community. Accompanying photos show Ben McMenamin plating up some local produce, entrepreneurs sharing ideas at a startup breakfast, youngsters getting hands on at a mini make day. Passionate women entrepreneurs attending a workshop. Guests enjoying a communal dinner. And people gathering for last year's
1: all-night hack at Melbourne Museum.
0: Events calendar. A few of our favourite things. Find more great events like these at whatson.melbourne.vic.gov.au 4th to the 8th of April. Wild City. Discover real stories of animal architecture, wildlife corridors and green roofs at art play. These workshops invite kids aged 6 to 12 to imagine, create and contribute to a wild city sculpture where animals and humans share their habitat. Booking's essential. 13th to the 15th of April. Surviving is scary. Explore how we survive the scary things in life through a playful musical performance for children and adults at art play. Through shadowy caves and dark forests, over the highest of heights and under the lowest of beds, participants will find and face the scariest things. Booking's essential. 21st to the 22nd of April, Malaysia Street Festival. Celebrate Malaysia Day at this vibrant event at Queen Victoria Market. Festivities include traditional and cultural performances, dancing and authentic food cooked by Melbourne's top Malaysian restaurants. Gauchito Gill's Malbec Day. Inspired by Argentina's answer to Robin Hood, this event invites you to get acquainted with Argentina's most famous grape. In fact, there'll be more than 90 types of Malbec to taste plus empanadas, tango dancing and ales. Say olé at meat market. Until the 22nd of April, Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Giggle your way across Melbourne when top comedy acts from Australia and beyond take over town. Don't miss the free family entertainment, headliners and late-night frivolity at the festival club. 24th to the 29th of April, Handmade Bicycle Show. Australia. Meet the makers of Australia's finest bespoke bicycles and accessories at Meat Market. Savour the craftsmanship and mingle with industry legends and newcomers. Food and drink will also be available on site. 25th of April, Anzac Day. Reflect on the landing of Australian and New Zealand forces at Gallipoli and pay tribute to all Australians who have served in war or peacekeeping operations. The dawn service commences at the Shrine of Remembrance at 6am, followed by the March and commemorative service. Until the 28th of April, between the street and the sky, explore the dynamic between building height, density, and the quality of our public realm at City Gallery. Curated by Professor Rob Adams, AM, this exhibition investigates urban change in Melbourne. Read more later in this magazine. 2nd to the 6th of May. Food Truck Festival. Indulge in treats from a rotating roster of top gourmet food trucks, plus craft beer and wine, live entertainment and roving performances. Find this feast of multicultural street food on the Lower Terrace at Birrarung Marr. 3rd to the 17th of May. Human Rights Arts and Film Festival. Discover incredible people and fascinating places through a diverse program of documentary, drama, animation and more. Kicking off at Acme, then touring nationally, this entertaining and engaging program seeks to drive conversation on human rights issues. Fourth to the 5th of May, Mould, a cheese festival. Delight your senses when 20 of Australia's best artisan cheesemakers converge at meat market. To round off this cheesy celebration, there will also be cooking demonstrations, masterclasses, and a well-stocked bar. 5th of May, Digital Democracy Conference. See high-profile speakers and mingle with top entrepreneurs in this inaugural conference at RMIT, which examines the implications and opportunities of blockchain technology. 9th to the 12th of May, SALT. Two artists got on a cargo ship and retraced one of the routes of the transatlantic slave triangle, visiting the UK, Ghana, and Jamaica. This performance explores grief, ancestry, and home at Arts House. 13th of May, Shapeshifters Kids aged 7 to 12 are invited to become shapeshifters at Art Play during Melbourne Knowledge Week. Through this interactive experience, children will play with movement and explore motion-tracking technology and real-time animation. Booking's essential. 14th to the 20th of May. Law Week. Find answers to everyday legal issues through fun and informative events at Federation Square and beyond. This annual festival also invites you to go behind the scenes at the courts and to take part in debates and mock court trials. Nineteenth to the twentieth of May, Buddha's Day and Multicultural Festival. Commemorate Buddha's birthday and celebrate Melbourne's cultural diversity through arts and cultural activities at Federation Square. The festival features dance, meditation, tea ceremonies, a vegetarian food fair, toddler and baby blessing ceremonies, dragon boat races, children's activities and interfaith dialogue. Sports 25th of April Anzac Day Clash See 2017 Rugby League Premier's Melbourne Storm take on the New Zealand Warriors in this traditional Anzac Day blockbuster at Amy Park. Don't miss last season's Premier's fight for top spot in 2018 as they play in one of the biggest games of the season. Show your purple pride and secure your tickets today. Go Storm. 13th of May, Mother's Day Classic. Walk or run through the Alexandra Gardens and along the iconic Tan Track to raise money for breast cancer research. More than 1.2 million Australians have participated in this event over its 21 years, raising more than $33 million. Register online. Get the word on what's on in the city. Subscribe to our weekly newsletter at whatson.melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash subscribe. Words for the wise. Read all about it. Seeking wisdom or inspiration on the streets of Melbourne? Look no further than our libraries. To help you find your next page-turner, simply ask one of our passionate librarians, or tune in to their popular podcasts. Dear Reader and Desert Island Books Here are five of their top tips for books to borrow that are set in Melbourne. Monkey Grip by Helen Garner Helen Garner's 1977 debut novel is a beautifully told tale of love and obsession among the creative folks who inhabit the inner northern suburbs of Melbourne in the 1970s. Cairo by Chris Wormersley Young Tom finds himself swept up in the infamous theft of Picasso's weeping woman from the National Gallery of Victoria, a rich imagining of a crime that remains unsolved to this day. A City Lost and Found Wheelan the Wrecker's Melbourne by Robin Aneer The demolition firm of Wheel and the Wrecker was a Melbourne institution for a hundred years. Peer through the rubble to uncover stories about Melbourne's lost history. Holding the Man by Timothy Conagrave At a Catholic all-boys school in Melbourne, one boy falls in love with the captain of the football team. What follows is a lifetime of love, passion and heartbreak. Ghost River by Tony Birch The Yarra River is a place for adventure and escapades for Wren and Sonny, 12-year-olds coming of age at a time when development is changing both sides of the river, set in the 1960s. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash libraries. Top Spots to Study From the iconic Latrobe Reading Room at the State Library to the grassy slopes of the Royal Botanic Gardens, there are plenty of beautiful places to read, study, and expand your mind in our city. The team at the City of Literature Office shared with us four of their all time favourites and lesser known gems. Library at the dock. They have egg chairs you can sit in with built-in speakers where you can program your own music. Otherwise it's quiet and the barista is really good. City Circle Tram. A 0 fare tram that loops Melbourne. Perfect for lulling one into a studying stupor, servicing both kinds of people. Those who are more productive clockwise and those more productive anti-clockwise. Food Court, Emporium, Melbourne. Outside of mealtimes, the food court on the top floor is quiet, with comfy leather chairs, sustenance nearby, and a nice city view to procrastinate or daydream into. Mezzanine Lounge, Victoria Hotel. A very quiet room full of couches with lots of light. You can stay there all day, and eventually the bar will open. Also, there's a fish tank. Vote on your favourite study spot on the City of Literature website. Did you know that Melbourne is currently celebrating 10 years as a UNESCO City of Literature? The title honours our rich urban literary landscape, including publishing initiatives, education, events, libraries, translation of foreign texts and new media. For more information, visit
1: cityofliterature.com.au
0: Worms Unite Award Winners Be recognised for your significant contribution to our city through the prestigious Melbourne Awards. Applications are now open for individuals and organisations that have made a difference to Melbourne in the areas of sustainability, community, multiculturalism and profile. For fellow winners Nathan Tolman from the Mulberry Group and Richard Thomas from Worm Lovers, A chance meeting at last year's gala dinner sparked a fruitful partnership. Nathan was seeking a better way to manage organic waste at his cafe and restaurant, Higher Ground. Richard had the answer. Twenty state-of-the-art worm farms. We wanted to stop putting so much green waste and organic matter into landfill and to treat our waste as a resource rather than a problem, Nathan said. Hearing Richard's story was the missing piece of the puzzle, and our staff have become really engaged in our new worm farms, separating the waste and making sure it's compostable. Worm farming can reduce 25 to 50 kilos of food waste into just one kilo of worm castings, making it easier to transport, and a rich, non-harmful fertiliser for Nathan's farm. The great thing about this project is that it feels like some of Melbourne's thought leaders are coming together with a can-do attitude, Richard said. The natural system of soil, biology and worms has been around for literally hundreds of millions of years. We've just got to get the humans aligned with what the worms are doing. My theory is that you've got to have a bit of fun and be creative. We're always learning and experimenting to find the optimal conditions for happy, healthy worms. Nathan's next plans for higher ground include more worm farms, garden beds and chickens on the roof. His chefs are also getting on board with his waste reduction mindset, thinking of creative ways to use food scraps, such as turning carrot tops into carrot salt. Applications to the Melbourne Awards open on the 19th of April. Top tips for happy worms. Do you have a worm farm? Here are some of the things that you should and shouldn't feed your worms. You should feed them most fruit and vegetables, tea bags, coffee grounds, eggshells, egg cartons and toilet rolls, paper towel and tissues, vacuum dust, uncoated paper. You shouldn't feed them citrus and pineapple onion, garlic and spicy foods, bread, pasta and processed food, dairy and oils, meat and fish. For more tips on worm farming, visit magazine.melbourne.vic.gov.au. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash Melbourne Awards. An accompanying photograph shows Richard Thomas,
1: Aaron Parfitt and Nathan Tolman.
0: No strings attached. Artists, make your mark on Melbourne's vibrant, creative landscape through our annual arts grants program. With more than $800,000 up for grabs, applications are welcome from across all disciplines, including performance art, music, dance, theatre and visual art. Sarah Craigler from Lemony S Puppet Theatre received a grant in 2017 to stage the second Melbourne Festival of Puppetry, "'attracting 63 artists from all over the world "'and sell-out audiences. "'Puppetry is called theatre of the impossible "'as it allows you to do all sorts of things on stage "'that you can't manage in other ways, "'from the very big to the very small,' Sarah said. "'When you watch puppetry, "'you have to suspend your disbelief in different ways. disassociating from your logical mind "'and going into this play area "'that you can access easily when you are a child.' So, puppets can transport even adults into a completely new realm. Since its inception, the Melbourne Festival of Puppetry has offered a vibrant program of performances and workshops for all ages, strongly supported by the iconic La Mama Theatre in Carlton. After a nerve wracking but highly successful debut without funding, the team was able to take the 2017 festival to the next level with support from the City of Melbourne. Creative Victoria and animatronics experts from Port Melbourne's Creature Technology Company. Australia has an incredible puppetry scene. It's irreverent, moving, often political, and very funny, Sarah said. Many puppeteers work non-stop in small businesses, touring to schools, festivals and playgroups 30 weeks of the year, but they are lesser known to the wider arts industry. This festival brings all of that talent to the fore. Sarah encouraged other artists to consider applying for the Arts Grants Programme. Our goals around participation, encouraging new audiences and the environment all fitted so well with the criteria of the Grants Programme that it became kind of easy to write the application, Sarah said. The grant also gave us promotional leverage through the City of Melbourne's channels, and I'm quite sure that's how a lot of our audience found us. The next Melbourne Puppetry Festival will be held in 2019. Application tips. Arts grant applications are open from Monday the 30th of April to Monday the 28th of May for projects happening in 2019. A series of workshops and briefings are on offer to help artists apply. Artists early in their creative journeys and those from Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander backgrounds are strongly encouraged to apply. A number of residencies are also available. For more information visit melbourne.vic.gov.au
1: forward slash annual arts grants. The art of coding. Learn to code at Artplay with
0: Yuma, Melbourne's own 11-year-old app guru. As one of the world's youngest iOS developers, Yuma has published seven apps. They include a talking calculator, and Let's Stack AR, which allows you to measure a tower of blocks against your house. I started coding when I was six because I had so much free time after school, and I wanted to do something other than watching TV, Yuma said. A lot of people think that I'm good at coding, but I think that I'm just a normal kid. I just work hard and keep practising. That's how I was able to make many apps. Also, I see how coding will be the language of the future, so I want to keep teaching kids to prepare for this. Yuma has been sharing his skills on his YouTube channel, Anyone Can Code, since he was nine, and last year he was the youngest scholarship winner at Apple's Worldwide Developers Conference. At the event, he enjoyed meeting Apple CEO Tim Cook and former First Lady Michelle Obama. During Melbourne Knowledge Week, Yuma is heading to Art Play to show other kids that coding is fun. Art Play will provide the iPads, so all participants need to bring is their creativity. And for those of us who still think coding sounds too tricky, Yuma reminds us that it took Thomas Edison countless attempts to make the light bulb. Just be curious and keep practicing, and from there, you can accomplish anything and make your dreams come true, Yuma said. In the future, other than being batman just joking i want to keep making apps and my ultimate goal is to make an app that can help people for example with wearable technology you can predict illnesses before they happen imagine what the future will be with the continuous improvement of this technology yuma's workshop the art of coding will take place on saturday the 12th of may at artplay Did you know that there are over 5 million apps worldwide? To find links to Yuma's online games and apps, visit Melbourne Magazine online at magazine.melbourne.vic.gov.au. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash artplay. An accompanying photograph
1: shows Yuma showing off one of his apps.
0: New home for blind sports. Australia's first B1 blind soccer facility opened in North Melbourne recently. The new multi-purpose sports court, built by the City of Melbourne, accommodates players with the highest level of vision impairment and also provides for a variety of other sports, including basketball, futsal and netball. A new community picnic area, public exercise equipment and landscaping were also installed as part of the works, the final components of improvements identified in the North Melbourne Recreation Reserve Landscape Concept Plan. Maurice Gleason, OAM, President of Blind Sports and Recreation Victoria, said blind soccer has increased in popularity in recent years, and the City of Melbourne is leading the way in making the game more accessible. This is a wonderful development, because... The real challenge of conducting any sporting activity for people who are blind or vision impaired is the importance of having a permanent and accessible venue close to public transport, Morris said. As we aim to be a better and more inclusive community, we have to invest in these types of resources to facilitate fully accessible and meaningful opportunities for people who are still somewhat a marginalised group, Having this new facility can only enhance the sport, as we now have somewhere permanent to play. Hopefully, then in the next few years, with more and more people actively involved, the game will flourish. Some players might even go on to represent their country internationally. These are opportunities that were previously unheard of, so it's a very exciting time. What is blind soccer? B1 Blind Soccer or blind football, as it is also known, is played with an audible ball that makes a rattling noise to allow players to locate it by sound. The outfield players wear eye shades to equal their sight, but the goalkeeper can be fully or partially sighted. It is played outdoors by vision-impaired athletes on a 40-metre by 20-metre pitch with side kickboards. There are two teams of five, including four outfield players and a goalkeeper. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au
1: forward slash activemelbourne.
0: Plant Pilot Blooms Stroll along the northern end of Exhibition Street to discover a new floral oasis at the gateway to the Carlton Gardens. Located at the intersection of Victoria Street, the Exhibition Street Reserve was recently expanded into a small park through the removal of six car spaces, Concerned that any major works could harm an existing, mature poplar tree located in the reserve, our team came up with a creative solution for the landscape design. This included removing a disused fountain and garden bed, and trialling some picturesque perennial plants while the poplar tree lives out its life. The park now features a mixture of native and exotic species, complemented by native grasses, shrubs and flowering ground covers. An uncommon approach in an urban environment. Plants include bower wattle, smoke bush, pink Jerusalem sage, and hummingbird mint. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au
1: Open Space. Bright Futures
0: for Kids in Carlton Young families are invited to express their interest in a new integrated early learning centre opening in 2019 at carlton primary school the city of melbourne has committed 4.9 million dollars to develop the new early years and family services center which will bring education and care maternal and child health parenting services and play groups under one roof sue west group leader of policy equity and translation at the murdoch children's research institute said integrated co-located services of this kind are more accessible and can result in earlier identification of developmental problems. Children enjoy environments that are designed specifically with them in mind and where they can transition easily from one program to another, Sue said. Research suggests that children who live in communities with integrated services tend to show better social development and greater independence and self-regulation. Collectively, the new Carlton Early Years and Family Services Centre and the redeveloped Carlton Primary School, the latter project led by the State Government, will be known as the Carlton Central Learning Precinct. The first of its kind in the City of Melbourne, the precinct will provide seamless care and education for children aged 0-12, to including 98 childcare places to prepare for our growing population. Over the past few decades, families have become more diverse and the circumstances under which they are raising young children have changed dramatically, Sue said. As a result, parenting young children has become a more complex and stressful task for many families and there are more families with complex needs. Therefore, governments and service providers have decided that early childhood and family support services need to be reconfigured to more effectively support young children and their families, registrations for long day care and kindergarten at the Carlton Early Years and Family Services Centre will open soon. To express your interest, email Carlton ELC at melbourne.vic.gov.au. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au/childcare. Between the Street and the Sky. With Melbourne's population expected to hit 10 million by 2050, a new exhibition at City Gallery invites you to explore the dynamic between density and livability. We spoke to curator Professor Rob Adams AM, the City of Melbourne's Director of City Design and Projects. What is the concept behind Between the Street and the Sky? The exhibition investigates where the balance lies between our city's rapidly expanding population and the quality of our public realm. There is increasing evidence that tells us that denser cities are healthier, more sustainable and more financially viable, but huge development and very tall buildings can also cause our streets to suffer. What can people see and do at the exhibition? Visitors can compare 3D models of the city and take a virtual tram trip up Elizabeth Street. As they travel, they can watch the city changing around them and see lots of data, such as the number of new apartments, trees and sidewalk cafes being introduced. What makes a city truly livable? To measure the livability or quality of a city, you must start by looking at its people. If people still enjoy living there, you must be succeeding. However, a city also needs a certain resilience. I think there are a whole lot of questions that people will start asking themselves, such as whether they want to be high up in the air just for the good view, and what this means for their life and lifestyle. What kind of approaches might help our city in future? Emerging areas like Fisherman's Bend have different block sizes to those in our central city. This opens up lots of opportunities for new ways of living. In Europe, for example, many residential developers built not in the centre of a site but around the edges, leaving a courtyard in the middle. This configuration allows for lots of residential space, without the appearance of high density. Do you feel optimistic about the future of Melbourne's public realm? I'm always optimistic because I think people are realising that we need to take stock of the character of Melbourne before we lose what we value, and we know that density can result in many benefits. This exhibition comes at a very interesting time, as Council has just approved new urban design guidelines for the city. This will allow us more creative control over the future of our streets. Between the Street and the Sky runs until the 28th of April. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash citygallery. The accompanying photograph shows Professor Rob Adams AM, who's passionate about city design.
1: In brief. Pet registrations
0: due. Dog and cat owners, don't forget to renew your annual pet registration by the 10th of April. Renewal forms are sent out by post and email. All cats and dogs are required by law to be microchipped and registered with their local council. Check renewal fees or register easily online. melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash pets. NDIS coming soon. The National Disability Insurance Scheme is the new way of providing support for people with a disability, their families and carers in Australia. The NDIS will roll out in the City of Melbourne from October 2018. melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash NDIS We're on WeChat. Since we opened our WeChat account last year, we've gained almost 4,000 subscribers and reached more than 54,000 Mandarin speakers around the world. Subscribe today for regular updates on what's going on in Melbourne opportunities and useful information for students, visitors and businesses. Search City of Melbourne, one word, in the WeChat app. Get moving challenge. Get rewards from local businesses when you walk, ride, save energy and recycle. Rewards include cheap movie tickets, coffee, food and discounts at a range of Melbourne venues, including the Eureka Skydeck and Melbourne Aquarium melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash activemelbourne. Canary Island Palm Keep an eye out for a grand Canary Island palm in West Melbourne's new Hawke and Adderley Park, transplanted from Riverside Quay due to redevelopment works. While the tree is nearly six metres high, palms are actually closely related to grass and quite easy to transplant due to the nature of their root systems melbourne.vic.gov.au
1: forward slash parks
0: your council get ready to vote a by-election for lord mayor will be conducted by postal voting in may with ballot papers dispatched from the 23rd of april for your vote to count it must be in the post or hand delivered to the election office at 530 collins street melbourne by 6pm on Friday the 11th of May. Visit vec.vic.gov.au Deputy Lord Mayor Aaron Wood Portfolio Chair, Finance and Governance Phone 9658 9658 Email aaron.wood That's spelt A W R O N. dot W O -O D at melbourne.vic.gov.au Councillor Nicholas Francis-Gilly, MBE, Portfolio Chair, Transport, phone 9658 9038. Email gilly that's spelled N-I-C-O-L-A-S dot F-R-A-N-C-E-S-G-I-L-L-E-Y at au. Councillor Rohan Leppert, Portfolio Chair, Arts, Culture and Heritage, Phone 9658 9051 Email rohan.leppert That's spelled R-O-H-A-N dot L-E-P-P-E-R-T, at melbourne.vic.gov.au Councillor Philip Lee Lu Portfolio Chair International Engagement Phone 9658 9630 Email philip.lelu, that's spelt p-h-i-l-i-p dot l-e-l-i-u at melbourne.vic.gov.au Councillor Kevin Louie, Portfolio Chair, Prosperous City, phone 9658-9170 Email Louis, that's spelled k-e-v-i-n dot l-o-u-e-y at melbourne.vic.gov.au Councillor Kathy Oak, Portfolio Chair Environment, Phone nine six five eight nine zero eight six, Email kathy. oak That's spelled C A T H Y. dot O K E at melbourne. gov. Councillor Nicholas Rees, Portfolio Chair Planning, Phone nine six five eight nine seven zero four, Email nicholas. That's spelled n-i-c-h-o-l-a-s dot R-E-C-E at melbourne.vic.gov.au Councillor Susan Riley, Portfolio Chair, Small Business, Retail and Hospitality, phone 9658 9636, email susan.riley, that's spelled s-u-s-a-n dot r-i-l-e-y at melbourne.vic.gov.au Councillor Beverly Pinder, Portfolio Chair, People City. Phone 9658 9056. Email beverly.pinder, that's spelt B-E-V-E-R-L-E-Y dot P-I-N-D-E-R at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Jackie Watts. Portfolio Chair, Knowledge City. Phone 9658 8580. Email jackie.watts. That's spelt J-A-C-K-I-E dot W A W T S at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Postal address for all councillors. City of Melbourne, GPO Box 1603, Melbourne, Victoria 3001. Fax for all councillors. 03 9658 9613.
1: Council meetings. April Future
0: Melbourne Committee Tuesday the third of April five thirty pm Future Melbourne Committee Tuesday the seventeenth of April five thirty pm Council Tuesday the twenty fourth of April five thirty pm May Future Melbourne Committee Tuesday the first of May five thirty pm Future Melbourne Committee Tuesday the fifteenth of May five thirty pm Council Tuesday the twenty ninth of May 5:30 5:30 p.m. All committee meetings are held in Council Meeting Room, Level 2, Melbourne Town Hall, Swanston Street, Melbourne. All council meetings are held in Council Chamber, Public Gallery, Level 3, Melbourne Town Hall, Swanston Street, Melbourne. On occasion, council meetings are rescheduled or special meetings of the committees and council are called. For upcoming council and committee meeting dates and times, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au. Changes to the meeting schedule are published at melbourne.vic.gov.au and on the notice board at the front of the Melbourne Town Hall Administration Building. Lord Mayor's Commendations K. Craddock AM Antiquarian Bookseller Whether you're a book boffin or a curious passer-by, you're in for a treat at K. Craddock's sumptuous second-hand bookshop on Collins Street. Inside around fifteen hundred ornamental owls, gifted by friends and visitors over more than fifty years, watch over a treasure trove of texts. "'I love the atmosphere of the shop and that sense of the unknown,' Kay said. "'You never know who's going to walk through the door, "'what we're going to buy and what we're going to sell. "'Whether it's books on whaling or on heraldry "'or children's books or military,' Whatever. If the books are good, and if the collection is interesting, then I'm excited. Kay comes from a family of avid readers, who moved to Melbourne from Adelaide in 1956. Soon after, her mother began buying books from an auction room. The collection got so large we had to decide whether we were going to keep collecting, but more selectively, or continue the love of handling lots of different books and open a bookshop. So that's what we did. Kay said. The family's first bookshop opened in Essendon in 1965, and two years later they had their first city store. The business has remained in the central city ever since, holding its own even into the digital age. It's not the book business that is challenging, retail is challenging. I think the important thing is to have a point of difference and a personal approach, Kay said. In 2004, Kay heard people complain on talkback radio about iconic Melbourne shops that had closed down, and she approached council to suggest a programme that would honour long-term small business proprietors. At that point, Mum and I were approaching our 40th anniversary in business, and I knew of a lot of other long-term businesses that were still in operation, Kay said, so I thought, why not concentrate on what's there, not what's gone? Kay spent many years as chair of the Lord Mayor's Commendations program honouring her peers and finally received her own accolade last year. And she shows no signs of slowing down. Booksellers like us don't retire. My mother was a business partner well into her nineties, Kay said. I've spent more time in the shop than anywhere else, and I just can't imagine doing anything else. It's a way of life. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash commendations. An accompanying photo shows Kay Craddock-AM in her bookshop. Contact. City of Melbourne. 03 9658 9658. 7.30am to 6pm. melbourne.vic.gov.au melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash contact us. National Relay Service, Teletypewriter (TTY) users, phone one three three six double seven, then ask for zero three nine six five eight nine six five eight. Speak and Listen users, phone one three hundred triple five seven two seven, then ask for zero three nine six five eight nine six five eight. In person, Melbourne Town Hall Administration Building, one hundred and twenty Swanston Street, Melbourne. 7.30am to 5pm, Monday to Friday. Postal address. City of Melbourne, GPO Box 1603, Melbourne, Victoria 3000. Feedback. To provide feedback, contact the City of Melbourne or email melbournmag at Melbourne.vic.gov.au Online version. Subscribe to the online version at melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash Melbourne Mag. Audio version To request an audio recording of Melbourne Magazine, please contact Vision Australia on print access at visionaustralia.org or phone 02 9334 3524. Connect facebook.com Forward slash city of Melbourne Twitter. com forward slash city of Melbourne Instagram dot com forward slash city of Melbourne. Interpreter Services We cater for people of all backgrounds. Please call zero three nine two eight zero zero seven two six. Cantonese 03 9280 0717 Indonesian. Zero three nine two eight zero zero seven one nine Italian zero three nine two eight zero zero seven two zero Mandarin zero three nine two eight zero zero seven two one Somali zero three nine two eight zero zero seven double two Spanish zero three nine two eight zero zero seven two three Vietnamese zero three nine two eight zero zero seven two five all other languages, including Arabic, Hindi, and Korean zero three nine two eight zero zero seven two six. The city of Melbourne respectfully acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land. For the Walwarung, Wurundjeri, Bunwarung, Tongarong, Jajawarung, and the Watherong groups who form the Kulin Nation, Melbourne has always been an important meeting place for events of social, educational, sporting and cultural significance. Today, we are proud to say that Melbourne is a significant gathering place for all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Disclaimer. Information and events in this publication are current at the time of printing. Subsequent changes may occur. City of Melbourne does not guarantee that this publication is without flaw or wholly appropriate for your purposes. It and its employees expressly disclaim any liability, for any loss or damage, whether direct or consequential, suffered by any person as the result of or arising from reliance on any information contained in the publication. Copyright All applicable copyrights reserved for City of Melbourne Except for any uses permitted under the Copyright Act 1968, Commonwealth, no part of this publication may be reproduced in any manner or in any medium, whether electronic or otherwise, without the express permission of City of Melbourne. You have been listening to Melbourne, your City of Melbourne magazine, April to May 2018. This production has been made possible by the City of Melbourne in the interests of information accessibility. This audio version has been produced by Vision Australia. Website www.visionaustralia.org Care has been taken in the recording of this publication, but Vision Australia does not accept responsibility for the results of specific action taken on the basis of this recording, nor for any error or omission. This recording is copyright. No unauthorised copying, broadcasting or public performance is permitted. Your narrator was David Trudinik.
1: This concludes the recording.